Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. At the beginning of this service, we all said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. And just a few seconds ago, we said, Crucify, crucify him. This is a discombobulating day. A couple of years ago, after one of these Palm Sunday services, I was in the back with our head acolyte, who was our crucifer, and the young boy said to me, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel. And I think that that young boy got it. Not just today, not just Palm Sunday, and not just Holy Week. He even got Easter. He got the whole thing. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Crucify. Crucify him. What this shows us that that is that on the turn of a dime, you and I, well-meaning, Good people can go from adoration to betrayal. You've heard the line. There's a fine line between love and hate. And most often we use that adage to talk about romantic love. But it's true of just about any kind of relationship. Maybe you're here in this room and someone whom you admired, maybe a friend, maybe a mentor, maybe a politician, you loved them. You couldn't get enough of them. But there is one perceived slight, and you've gone from praising them to hating them. On the turn of a dime, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Crucify, crucify him. At that same church, uh, another person came to me after one of these Palm Sunday services and said, I never say crucify, crucify him. I just couldn't. And I think that this person thought that I was going to congratulate them. But I think unlike that young boy, this older, well-dressed good person missed the point completely, missed the purpose of this day completely, missed the purpose of Holy Week completely, and missed Easter in its entirety. How are we supposed to feel about this day? How are we supposed to feel about this week? Well, Palm Sunday is also known as Passion Sunday. And you saw it, right? You were just rejoicing at the beginning, and the next thing you know, the great Trojan horse of the church comes in, and you're reading the Passion, and you're complicit in this horrible event. Crucify. Crucify him. Now, the zeitgeist of our time, I think, really helps us to understand 
what the gospel writers and St. Paul are doing here. They're saying that the Pharisees, the good people, well-meaning people, people like you and me, were complicit in the worst injustice that this world has ever seen. And I think that we get this a little bit more now is because we're less post-enlightenment autonomous individuals thinking, well, I have nothing to do with that. We're well aware that we are complicit in these things just by nature of where we live, what racial groups we're a part of, what parts of the country that we live in. The message of Palm Sunday is that you and I are complicit in the worst injustice that this world has ever known. In that place, in that very place of the world's worst injustice, that is the very place where our Lord has decided to make right all that has gone wrong. So when you and I were saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, like those who were saying the same thing 2,000 years ago, we wanted a king who would kick out all the people that we, did not, that we don't like. We wanted a king who would take things by force. Our Lord decided to reveal his kingship, to rectify all that has gone wrong in that very place. And on his way to that very place, he shows us the way of love. Not only that, but he weeps. He weeps for you. He weeps for me. Maybe some of you were following along with that New York Times story about those three churches in Louisiana, those three black churches that were burned down. These three historic black churches were symbols. They were beacons of hope and survival for over a hundred years, and in the blink of the eye, of an eye, they're burned down. At the cross, Jesus weeps for them. But interestingly enough, if you read the end of that story, and I'd encourage you, if you didn't see it, read it and weep. But the pastor of Greater Union Baptist Church, right after his church has been burned down, goes into this makeshift place, has his entire congregation there, and he has an empty seat. And he says, this seat is for Mr. Firestarter. We forgive you, we love you, we thank you for not burning down our houses and therefore our children, and we hope that you will come to know our Savior. I have two reactions to that. I, on the one hand, I hate it, right? It's too easy. But on the other hand, it is... What are the most moving things I've read in a long time? Pastor Richards gets Palm Sunday. He gets Holy Week. He gets 
Easter. When you read the Gospels, you'll see that the most time spent in all four of them is at the passion of our Lord. The climax of all four of them is the passion of our Lord. It is at that very place where Christ is doing his work. And much like Pastor Richards, our Lord, as he's on the cross, is not just weeping for the women who've been true to him the whole time. He weeps for the city. He weeps for all of those who were complicit in putting him there. He weeps for all of us who say, crucify, crucify him. Pastor Richards embodies the way of love. So what is the point of this week? What is the point of this day? The whole point of this day is to show us three things. One, the way of love that Pastor Richards has embodied to such a degree that in the midst of one of the worst injustices, he can still love and he can forgive. The the cross also shows us that in our weakness, in our suffering, in those places that you read about in the newspapers where people are being oppressed, Christ is there. And Christ weeps for them. And, scandalously enough, Christ weeps for Mr. Firestarter. Christ weeps for the victimizers. But if the cross were only about these two things, as powerful as these things are, the cross would be merely sentimental. The cross would be impotent. The cross would have no power, no lasting power. For it is at the cross, at our Lord's passion, where Christ isn't just showing us something, but he is doing something. He is accomplishing something. More than the way of love, more than Christ weeping with and for us. Christ is undoing all that has gone wrong. Christ is rectifying the ungodly. At the cross, Christ offers forgiveness to all of those good, well-meaning people who said, crucify, crucify him. And that word of forgiveness is available for you and for me. The point of Holy Week and the point of of why since the earliest ages the church has decided to put Palm Sunday and Passion Sunday in one, is that they knew that you and I want to leapfrog Good Friday. 
If you know me at all, I avoid suffering, toil, tribulation. Ask Scott. Even work. As much as I can. The creators of our liturgy will not give us that. There is no Easter without Good Friday. You can't come on Sunday, Palm Sunday, and Sunday, Easter Sunday, and miss the point of Holy Week. For in that very place, Christ is doing something, effecting something, working out his forgiveness, but also is beginning to undo all of the injustices that the world has ever known. And this is why the gospel writers are obsessed with the passion. This is why we preach it every week, because it is good news for you and I when we look in the mirror and we stop pretending that we've got it all together. It is good news for a world that is so desperately broken. It is good news for people like you and me who love to pin blame on those people, but who all the while suspect that we are complicit too. This is the justification of the ungodly. For people like you and me, it is the best news of all because we can look into the mirror and still live and stop pretending and stop performing and praise the one who paid it all on our behalf. So I'd invite you, join us. Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, the Easter Vigil, Easter Sunday. Come for all of it. Because this is the best news that the world has to offer. This is the hope that we all long for. That despite everything, Christ has said, You are my well-beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.